Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on St. Peter's First Epistle with this message entitled, Our Salvation is Doubly Secure, preached October 2, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Our salvation is doubly secure. Listen, friends. When you listen to what I preach, you will have reason for hope. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. We learned last time when I spoke from First Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2... We learned that our salvation is the work of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Father loved us in eternity and chose us and predestinated us unto the glory of our full salvation. The Son accomplished by his death and resurrection the salvation promised to us. And the Holy Spirit applies this salvation to every elect in time, beginning with the work of regenerating the dead sinner. And the proof of our salvation is, I said, our obedience, glad obedience immediate, exact, and joyful obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read, God gives us abounding grace to live an obedient life. Now let us consider First Peter chapter 1, 3 through 5, seven points. First, the source of our salvation. The source of all spiritual blessings is the blessed God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who became incarnate to reveal the Father. So we read in Ephesians 1, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Jesus cried out from the cross, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the answer, according to my understanding, is this, to save all who are chosen in you. God the Father is the source of all blessings that flow to us through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, who died for our sins, who was raised for our justification, and who is reigning with all authority as Lord of all. He is both the Savior and Judge, friends. 
He knows every sin you committed and did not repent. He sees everything. Before him, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus alone is Lord on the last day. And this Jesus made us rich, sir. Second Corinthians 8 and verse 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. I am rich, sir. I possess God as well as you. Think about it, sir. From eternal perspective. All these blessings come to us from God the Father. So Peter is thanking God, our Heavenly Father. And especially the God and Father of God, man, Jesus. Now, second point, basis of our salvation. Basis is not our merit, but God's rich mercy shown to us. God the Father loves his elect sinner in grace, in his son, from eternity. So we read in 2 Timothy 1 verse 9, God the Father who has saved us and called us to a what's our holy life, obedient life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. That's why I'm not anxious. God loved me, God loves me, and God will love me, unlike human love. God showed us great mercy, sir. Ephesians 2, 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Grace and mercy rules out all human merit. God's enemies are shown great mercy. Because Paul says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord... Romans 5 verse 20, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Friends, we merited eternal death. Hell, we merited. But God in rich mercy gave us eternal life. Third point is regeneration. God the Father regenerated us by the Holy Spirit. This God gave the life of God 
to elect sinners. God performs the miracle of regeneration in which God alone is active and the sinner is passive. It is like the miracle of raising Lazarus from the tomb. In fact, it is a greater miracle. If you don't believe God performs a miracle, just listen to me. I argued with Professor John Murray. I said, do you believe miracle today? A lot of people don't believe it. I said, you taught us about regeneration. That's real miracle in time and space. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old is gone and new has come. 2 Corinthians 4.6 For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That is regeneration. Deaf hears, dead lives, blind sees, a new mind, new will, new affection. We love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And we love God's people and we hate sin. Without this miracle of regeneration, this receiving a new heart, no one can repent and believe in Jesus to be saved. Without regeneration, no one obeys God. It is a decisive, definitive, monergistic, and miraculous act of God. Without divine regeneration, sinners remain without hope and without God under God's great wrath. This regeneration leads to conversion, justification, adoption as children of God. Therefore, we are heirs of God and entitled to receive an inheritance. So number four, we are regenerated unto a living hope. Hope speaks about our future. True believers have a glorious future which lies beyond death. To the disciples, including Peter, hope died when Jesus died. When Jesus rose from the dead, hope for all his people rose with him. Believers' hope is as sure as Christ's resurrection. Our hope is anchored in the past because Jesus rose in the past. Our hope is anchored in the present because Jesus now lives. Our hope is anchored in the future because Jesus Christ is coming again. Our hope increases as we grow into spiritual adulthood. 
It is shocking to see a child who refuses to grow because the infant is taken care of by everybody. People refuse to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and leaders, pastors, your job is to tell them to grow up and be responsible. Without the historic resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no regeneration and no living hope, only a dying hope. If Christ did not rise from the dead, we are still in our sins and so without hope. So 1 Corinthians 15, 17 through 19, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is empty, futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Therefore, if that's the way it is, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we shall die. Peter is rejoicing in his regeneration and salvation based on the reality of Christ's resurrection. For the reason Jesus appeared to him several times. Anyone who rejects the resurrection of Jesus is a hopeless and miserable person. Christ's resurrection spells hope of eternal salvation for the elect. Jesus said, because I live you will live also. And he is coming to glorify us. Number five, our inheritance. We are regenerated based on Christ's resurrection unto a living hope to receive an inheritance as God's children. The content of the living hope is an inheritance. So Paul says in Romans 8.17 Now if we are children then we are heirs, heirs of God joined heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Glory is our inheritance. And Mark 10 verse 17 says eternal life is our inheritance. 1 Corinthians 6 9 says kingdom of God, rule of God is our inheritance. If you want to be more specific, God himself is our inheritance. God appeared to Abraham and said this Genesis 15, 1, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your very great reward. God himself is our inheritance. This is why Jesus said, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious, don't be anxious. 
when you are anxious you are not trusting in god who has become our inheritance now and for eternity and psalm 73:25 and 26 says whom have i in heaven but you and earth has nothing i desire besides you is that true of you sir a lot of people desire a lot of things on earth my flesh and my heart may fail but god is the strength of my heart and my inheritance forever i hope you will make your calling and election sure that you love god with all your heart and with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength and nothing else sir you have to exit the world sir your wife cannot come with you your husband cannot come with you your uh, grandchildren cannot come with you you must exit and psalm 16 verse 11 says you made known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand do you understand what is waiting for us eternal pleasures do you understand what unbelievers are losing hopeless miserable wretches cursed people if anyone does not love the lord jesus christ anathema be cursed and now the question is who is god's inheritance and the answer is god's inheritance is is covenant people deuteronomy 32:9 for the lord's portion lord's inheritance is his people Jacob his allotted inheritance Ephesians 1:18 read carefully i pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints we are god's inheritance and malachi 3:17 and 18 read it in hebrew they will be mine says the lord almighty and in the day when i make up my jewels my treasured possession we are his jewels we are god's jewels segula we will inherit god and beyond that we will inherit a new heaven and a new earth so we read revelation 21:1 through 3 then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth sin filled earth had passed away there was no longer any sea i saw the holy city the new jerusalem that is god's people coming down out of heaven from god prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband and i heard a loud voice from the throne saying now the dwelling of god is with men and he will live with them they will be his people and god himself will be with them and be their god
that is covenant fulfillment which is what I am your God and you and nobody else my people this inheritance sir is a gift not wages for work done for God mercy sir mercy rich mercy and this inheritance Peter says it is indestructible no moth or rust or thief can destroy or confiscate no state can tax it away from us so Jesus said Matthew 6:19 through 21 do not store up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also that's why we are told in the book of hebrews chapter 12 fix your eyes on jesus not money not gold it is indestructible our inheritance and it is morally pure not polluted by sin the word is used ami anton it is after torn indestructible ami anton means morally pure untouched by sin Jesus Christ is described as pure such a high priest meets our need one who is holy blameless pure therefore there shall be no sin you see not only that there is another adjective amaranton meaning this inheritance like a flower does not fade away it is not ephemeral but remains eternally bright and fresh it never gets old there shall be no sin or death in god's new heaven and new earth where god's glorified saints live in eternal joy friends our inheritance is after torn amianton amaranton look at the alliteration the great greek of saint peter incorruptible undefiled unfading this inheritance has been kept in the heavenlies for a long time now for his covenant holy people friends with our names on the gift package of our inheritance it is kept by god in heaven for his suffering children so we read in colossians chapter 1 3 through 5 We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven yes. And 2 Corinthians 4:8 
now there is stored up for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have longed for his appearing friends our inheritance is secure secure god's omnipotence god said protects it that's what we read in first peter 1 verse 4 kept in the heavenlies for you if you are a greek scholar it is perfect passive participle of tereo has been kept for a long time now number 6 there is double security listen friends your inheritance a free gift from god is kept in safety deposit in heaven and is guarded by omnipotence but the same omnipotence guards each recipient each covenant child on earth every moment that is the greek not only our inheritance is kept for us we are kept for it both by god's power the inheritance is guarded each heir inheritor is being guarded every moment the greek says that there is double security each heir will receive his inheritance there is divine guarantee you need it when you die and you need it when you live so we believe in the eternal security of every born again saint who loves god with an undying love we are kept by god's power our inheritance also is kept by god's power therefore our hope is a living hope sir and paul says and you read it today Philippians 1:6 being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And Jesus said John chapter 10 I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one can snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. inheritance is secure inheritors are secure and john chapter 6 38 through 41 and this is the will of him who sent me that i shall lose none of all that he has given me but raise them up at the last day for my father's will is that everyone who look to the son and believes in him have you looked to the son did you believe in him sir if not you are mocking him and he'll destroy you in due time for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day 
Romans 8.39 says, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 2 Timothy 4.18 The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will save me, that is in the Greek, that is bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And finally, our living hope is for our salvation. We are born of God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain the living hope which is our inheritance, which is our final full salvation, which is our glorification. Our inheritance, our final salvation is kept by God and we are also kept by God's power as well as our faith in Jesus Christ. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ, sir? You are a fool if you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ. You are a miserable wretch. But this saving faith which we exercise is a gift of God. Philippians 1.29 which you read today. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ. Two things, two gifts. To believe in Jesus Christ and to suffer for Jesus Christ. You are not exempt from suffering, sir. The faith by which we believe is a gift. And Acts 16 verse 4 One of those listening was a woman named Lydia. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message to repent and believe. Nobody repents and believes savingly unless the Lord opens our hearts through regeneration. Without faith in Jesus Christ, nobody can be saved. Faith is committing our whole life to Christ now and forever. He is the Savior. Our faith is not our merit, listen, sir, but it is trusting in Christ's merit. Our salvation is based on grace from beginning to end. But without this faith, of entrusting ourselves to Christ, no one will be saved. And you can come to church, your foot shall slip in due time, and you will walk out on Jesus to make more buck, or to fornicate, or to live in sin and be cursed. Through faith in Jesus, we shall receive our full salvation, which already exists in heaven in Jesus. We receive it when Jesus Christ comes again in great glory and power. Salvation has three tenses. We are saved, Titus 3, 5. We are being saved, 1 Corinthians 1, 18. We shall be saved. 
Romans 13, 11, and 2 Timothy 4, 18. The goal of our salvation, sir, is to declare God's glory. Not to talk about yourself and get sympathy from people. Declare God's glory. 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into wonderful light. When Christ comes again, we shall be glorified. Philippians 3, 20 and 21, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. When he comes again, we will receive the third installment of our salvation. Glorification of a body. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 52 and following. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory sir oh let me read to you what St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4 for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. My mother will be raised up. My father, my father-in-law, mother-in-law and my brother and others. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. The gospel encourages you. The gospel comforts you. The word comforts you, sir. He's coming soon to meet his bride, his Segula. So John says in Revelation 19, verse 7, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. And First John 3, 2, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. His, his coming soon to meet his bride, his segula, his inheritance, We shall meet our bridegroom face to face. We shall see our inheritance. This is the living hope. 
Romans 5 verse 5 and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us Holy Spirit guarantees that we will meet our inheritance in Jesus Christ our bridegroom friends let us enjoy in the meantime our double security God triune keeps our inheritance for us and the same God is keeping us his covenant people for our inheritance of eternal salvation and Jesus said and this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all that he has given me but raise them up at the last day God is keeping us and God is keeping our inheritance Jude 24 says to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Psalm 121, 7 and 8, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And Zechariah 2, 5 says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around God's people, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. God is with us to protect us and to keep us and bless us and comfort us and to heal us and to save us. Rejoice, friends, in this double security of ourselves and our inheritance. God watches over both. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.